Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. How much have you invested in yourself and believed within yourself and done the work yourself before? I can't tell you to sell my cake if I haven't even tasted my own ingredients. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with the chief activator herself, Lucinda Cross Otiti. She says that you'll never have what you desire and deserve if you're not willing to ask. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you are well. I'm really excited. Before I jump into this amazing episode, I wanted to tell you, just in case you haven't heard it already, that I am doing a new challenge. It's called Creative for Purpose. It's the five-day live challenge where every day I'm going to be teaching about how to prevail online in any season. One thing I know to be true is that times like the ones that we're in can either cause us to panic and retract or retreat, or they can cause us to expand and grow past our comfort zones and really tap into what are those things that we were really called to do and then how do you utilize them? And so for many people, you've never had this much time. (laughs) So I'm going to do this free challenge. It begins June 1st through June 5th, 7 p.m. Eastern every evening over in my Facebook group. So if you want to sign up, go to patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. That's patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. And I hope to see you there. Now, about this episode, if you're brand new to Redefining Wealth, here's what you need to know. This is a community that believes that wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. We believe in the original definition of wealth, which is the condition of well-being. And one area of our life that we know impacts our finances where we need to be well, we need to clear the clutter, and we need to be more present to what's necessary in growing this pillar, it's the people pillar. 
Here we say the people pillar is about creating relationships that matter. And I love Lucinda's book, The Big Ask. It's like a little pocket guide. So good. Jam-packed with nuggets. 21 Keys to Get Everything You Desire and Deserve is the subtitle. And I heard her on a panel say, don't be an ask hole. (laughs) Don't be an ask hole. We're going to dig into that right now. Uh, For those of you who have struggled with support, you are the strong one. You are the one that everyone else asks for things, but you don't know how to ask. Listen, I'm your sister in the struggle. I'm learning every single day. I'm learning every single day that it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a great sign of strength. And I'm incorporating these principles more and more, and I'm excited for you to dig in so you can do the same. Before we do, let me tell you a little about Lucinda. Lucinda Cross is known as the chief activator and the voice of this generation. She's the CEO of Activate Worldwide and founder of Activate Your Life, which is a 501c3. She's been a TEDx speaker, an accomplished best-selling author with five self-published books under her name, and the recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award from former President Barack Obama. Without further ado, here is Lucinda Cross OTD. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth Podcast, Lucinda. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. We should have recorded the first 15 minutes of us just chit-chatting because I think they would have got a little something. (laughs) Seriously, that was a great conversation. That was really good. (laughs) So we learned that we are like, not birthday twins, but close enough. We're like four days apart. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. And that we have a lot of similarities. And I know that I have followed you online for quite some time. I don't remember how initially, but I know that I've seen your stuff and I remember when you were on a show, I was only tuning in to see you. Um, I was like, oh, that's my Facebook friend. I know that lady. Queen Boss. Queen Boss. Queen Queen Boss. boss. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. And not too long ago, I got to see you receive an award at Work, Pray, Slay. And down in Atlanta. And you just dropped so many gems on that stage. I couldn't even, (laughs) like, you know, I love to type some notes. But I, like it was too good. I wanted to high five the air, hit the lady next to me. I was amen and, and I couldn't keep up. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to ask her to be on the podcast so I can have my own uninterrupted time. I know that's right. To get the gems. So listen, I know that's right. <laughs> we had oh, a good time there. Oh, yeah, it was good. So I took your book, The Big Ask, um, on a cruise mm-hmm. with me recently. And again, I was reading through the book and I was like, I. Yes, I was highlighting and underlining. I'm like, yes, see, she gets it. One of the things that you talk about is just how hard it is for many of us to ask for what we want. Yes. We have our own stories going on in our minds about what we mm-hmm. think is going to happen when we ask. So just how did you even get into this whole the big ask? What made you feel like I need to help more of us become more empowered to just ask for what we want? So time and time again, just in the journey of doing a lot of public speaking and consulting and coaching, there's one thread that I just kept coming across with women. And regardless of how phenomenal they were and are and the great things they were doing, 
they still held themselves back with these limiting fears and doubts and not even pushing forward to the next level professionally in their entrepreneurial journey and even in their relationships. And it was because they didn't want to ask. They didn't want to ask for help. They didn't want to ask for support. They didn't want to ask for answers. And so a lot of women and myself included, myself included, kind of just, I put myself inside of a box of let me figure it out. No one can do it the way I do it. So let me not ask for help. And so I just started hearing the same battle cry all across the board. And I said, well, this is why we are not getting men have no problem with asking at all. Girl, listen, they'll ask they'll ask for the cookies on the first hour of the day. But we won't, you know, we won't ask you, excuse me, are you gonna hold the door first? You know, so it's it's and you see it even as as I started to do some more studying, I realized even as young girls, young boys will ask. Young girls, even at the age of five, won't ask. She'll either do without or she'll try to figure it out or just give up and give in and allow somebody else to tell her what to do. Where a boy is asking, well, how do I put this together? Can I put this up here? What do I do with this? And so I just seen the common thread. And I said, you know what? As simple as it is, you know, the things that God is simple, we complicate them. I'm putting together a book about how to ask and I'm going to interview as many people as I possibly can to make sure that I have understanding based on my observation and experience. Well, I love when I was reading the book that you told the story of the red dress Mm -hmm. when you were going to prom. And I want you to tell that story because I immediately as I read the story, what resonated for me were what were those times from my childhood that taught me that asking was off limits. So of course, as I matured, I went into, like you said, figure it out. I'll make it happen. I'll figure it out rather than just saying, I don't know what I don't know. So can you help Mm -hmm. me or ask me for support? Can you tell us the story about the red dress and the setup, even as a child, when that moment came? Starting with the red dress, you know, my mother, a single mother, I am the oldest of four, the only girl. And although I am the first, I'm still considered the last. And here it is, it's prom time. I really want a dress. And my mother is like, listen, we'll go to Macy's. We'll get the Wednesday special deal and be done. Well, because she was already big on creative visualization, she's a double major in psychology. We always had, she always had us believe beyond where you're at, see beyond, you know, before even vision boards became like a big thing. Um, She always had us do creative visualization projects because we were in New York City housing. But so I say that to go to this space. My mindset now is anything is possible. Let me see how I can push this with my psychology major mom to make this happen. And so as we're in the mall, I see this beautiful red dress in the window. I mean, it is just stones down. And and oh, my gosh, I have to show you. I, I need to put it up there, but it's just stones all the way down from the top to the bottom, heavy, heavy dress. And my mother, the look on her face is, I know Lucinda is going to pick this, the most expensive dress that's in this, in this store. And I could see her not, not wanting to set me up uh, for me not to receive it. And so I put on the dress and I'm like, mom, this is it. She's crying. The dress is like $500. Mm-hmm. Of three, three to five hundred dollars, something like that, like something outrageous. And so we're trying on the dress, and um, my mother's like, "This is gorgeous." She starts crying. I start crying, but I'm crying because I'm like, I know she's not going to be able to afford it. She starts <laughs> crying because I look beautiful. And so we're going through this whole thing, and there's a conversation with the lady who 
was uh at the at the boutique at the dress boutique and and I have to kind of even recall my old story because now I'm all involved in the whole emotions of it but <laughs> there was a conversation that happened and my mother expressed that she couldn't she wouldn't be able to afford the dress and she tells the story we talk and, and she tells her her plans on how she's going to do this and what would it take for me to get the dress it's already too late they don't have layaway because back then you know my mother's single mom everything was on layaway school clothes groceries mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the lady basically gifted my mother the for me to get the dress and I don't know if it was for free or for a very low cost of what my mother whatever my mother could afford wow. but gifted her for it because she didn't even make it to her prom and so she understood the struggles that my mother was going through and to walk away with that dress and for my mother to see even her own teachings come to fruition for her and for me to walk away knowing I have this red dress because of a simple ask and my mother being vulnerable in a moment where she you know most of the time we don't want to share that we don't have it all together that we don't know and so I had my red dress on for the prom and I wore that baby you would have thought that you would have thought that was my whole that was my prom (laughs) like meaning like the whole setup was about Lucinda that was Lucinda's day (laughs) yes I love it but I love the the power in that because I think a lot of us again we may have grown up with those experiences where we were just taught not to ask I know in my own story I think about why I waited so long when my business was crumbling in the recession and everything was being turned upside down Mm. and people are like, well, why didn't you ask for help? I was not trained to ask. I was not taught to ask. I was always taught to figure it out, especially when you Mm -hmm. grow up in a household with a strong single mom, you know, and my grandma lived with us, but she was also always a single mother and They like make it happen. So I grew up under make it happen, which is completely against seeking wise counsel. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. We go together. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Absolutely. Yeah. And so because what I love about your book, though, is how you bridge the gap. You can take people like me who, who didn't grow up learning how to really ask for support and really help them get clarity around where that even begins. So I would love for you to just unpack If this is your struggle, if you're listening and this is your struggle, Lucinda, where does someone start? The clarity, because most of the time, the fear is because you're not clear on what you should ask or because you've asked before and you've had some people who didn't meet the expectations or they lied. Sure, I'll support, but they never did. And so it kind of pushes you back to saying, why would I even ask in the first place? Because last time I asked, I was let down. The last time I asked, I was rejected. The last time I asked, I was, you know, pushed around and and played around with, you know, no one took me serious. And so there's several reasons. But if you're struggling with asking, first is to get clear, what is it that you really, truly desire and want? And then why? Take yourself through 10 whys. By the time you get to the 10th why, why you want this thing, and if you have some solid 10s, if you have a solid 10, That'll show you that, listen, this means this is non-negotiable. Go after it. If you can't get to 10 with solid 10 reasons why, so whatever your ask is, you know, my ask is for this promotion. Well, why do you want the promotion? One. Two, why do you want the promotion? Three, why do you want the promotion? Four, and it may sound like you're going through this over and over again, but by the time you get closer to 10, you're gaining more clarity on why. Those 10 whys, 
mean everything because when you do get rejected, remember the 10 reasons why you're still going to keep asking. Ooh, you're still on. going to keep, you're still going to keep emailing. You're still going to keep calling. Right. And it gives you the reason why you shouldn't give up and why you really want this thing. Cause some ask, and I talk about it in the book, being an asshole, you really don't want this thing. People have given you resources and support and you've done absolutely nothing with it. Girl. And we have some, and we've supported assholes who just keep asking and asking and asking and they do absolutely nothing. And we're pouring into their hole and pouring into their hole and wondering why they're not growing, wondering why we're depleting and they keep asking. And so it's stopping that asshole mode, but get clear and start with your 10 reasons why so that you can see, is this going to help me elevate to the next level? Not on a small note, but is this really going to take me to a whole nother plane that's going to force me to think differently, be different, see different? And if not, it's not a big ask. Can we get back to this ask hole? <laughs> you know I want to get back yes. to this ask hole because <laughs> I love that you that you partner that though with the clarity piece because I have people that will drop in my DM, Lucinda. Uh-huh. And ask all kinds of questions. And then when I answer, they're like, but that's not what really what I meant. So what you just did though was waste six minutes of my time because you weren't clear about what you wanted. I answered yep. the question, which clearly you didn't ask the right question. There and you go. then I gave you gems that now are going into the ask hole. Like they don't yeah. go anywhere, but you started this nope. by not being clear. Nope. Nope. Absolutely. And with that, you know, feeding into the ask holes who have access and even for us, there's moments where maybe we could see ourselves being an asshole, like, wow, I really didn't u- utilize that resource the right way. I really didn't, you know, I asked for it, they showed up, but I really didn't take action or follow through on it. With these assholes, for us to be careful that we're not pouring into those who are still confused and, and doubting themselves and, and still trying to figure things out because it'll be one question to the next and one favor to the next. And now you're spiraling into their whole dark abyss and it, we don't have time to waste. I don't, I don't. I've, I've given enough to ask holes. No, I'm not watching your kids anymore. No, you can't borrow <laughs> any more money. You know, no, I'm not going to coach you for free and then watch you pay somebody $20,000 for them to tell you the same thing I told you, but because I gave you some good gems for free, you know, I, I just can't do it anymore. Ooh, okay. Come on. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to show up for free when you just dropped $8,000 on Marriott, who's already rich, but I'm mm-hmm. coming in support. That's a whole nother conversation, but we got to be careful with how we utilize our ass making sure that we're not being assholes and making sure that we are also not feeding assholes because it's a level of respect. We teach people how to treat us and it all starts with questions. You know, questions is the biggest thing in life. You know, mostly all of anything that you can think of that requires a serious question. Mm -hmm. I love questions and questions is all about asking. Um, And there's no dumb question, but don't be an asshole. Please don't be an asshole. You said that on stage at that event. What I loved about the event is because you called a young woman up. 
And you told her to ask for what she wanted. And, you know, how many people were in that room that could either mm-hmm. support her directly or indirectly. And I've done stuff like that, you know, like in sessions mm-hmm. or stuff with people. And it's always amazing that when you tell people, well, ask for what you want, they only know what they don't want. They only know what they, and they'll, and they're quick to say it. So for instance, even with that young woman, if I recall, she started out with asking for some, some some help with branding, but what she really wanted was help to, to get a building mm-hmm. for, you know, for her, uh, her organization. Now that's the big ask. So yeah, I can help you with branding, but you still won't reach the big ass part where you can work backwards and say, okay, how can I structure my business and organization to own this building? She had over a dozen resources in that room who was mm-hmm. ready to help her investors, supporters, real estate, um, coaches, you know, she had the whole gamut. Um, but when you first ask that small ass, people are like, Oh, it's crickets. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll break that down though, because in, in her mind, she may have thought that the branding was the big ask. How do you know the difference? How do you know how to put weight on your ask? It's, it's, there's the tree and the branches. Right. So when we look at the, the, the weight of the, the ask, what is the root that's really going to help that you can some, uh, something that you can get rooted in that can grow. And now it's the, what's the branches, what's on the branches, what is needed. So the root of what she needs is a strong foundation and, uh, for her organization. Now, all the other elements from it. She needs branding. She needs communication, effective communication. She may need some therapy. She needs to hire staff and team building. She may need to do some partnerships and, and, and investments, you know, so those little branches will help this whole tree become fruitful. But we have to look at what's the root. Why do we need the branding? So based on even the smaller asks, which are, are important, why do we need the coaches? Why do we need the branding? Why do we need the trainings? All of that adds to the bigger piece of the root so that we could come to the table to say, hey, coach, this is where I'm trying to get to. You know, mm-hmm. hey, um, this is where I'm trying to get to. So, for example, even in my journey, I'm playing around with my ask, right? You know, half asking it. And I'm sitting with the right contact. And she's like, so Lucinda, what do you want? I said, well, how can I serve and support this media, particular media company? But what I really wanted to ask her, how do I get my own show? But I didn't ask her that because I was like, well, let me get into, well, how can I be of support and how can I support what's going on? And so that literally went nowhere. So she gave me just what I asked for. Oh, so you could, so I got more work to do on other things outside of what was in alignment for my assignment. Mm. And so when I, now I got bold enough to say, Hey, when can we sit down again? <laughs> I have a big ask. And she said, okay. And I said, I want to talk about the process of having my own show, whether it's digitally or live. And she said, I've been waiting for that. Mm. I said, excuse me? She said, I've been waiting for that. So during this process, she got promoted to a position that can help me get into position. But because I wasn't clear on my ask, I could have missed out. And who knows what's happening. But now we're revisiting what that looks like. And so we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. But it just goes to show you it's. It's a day-to-day mm-hmm. lifestyle. The big ask is, a, is truly a lifestyle. So is there a wrong time? So in this scenario, it seems like you had already built a bit of a relationship. And so mm-hmm. by the time she said, Lucinda, what do you need? 
you did the small mm-hmm. ask, but she already knew you like you trust you. So she seemed to mm-hmm. be waiting absolutely. for the big ask, right? Yeah, okay. absolutely. But what about people who meet you at 10 a.m. and at 12 p.m. they have a big ask? Like, is that ever appropriate? <sighs> Insert emoji with the head blown off or something. Um <laughs> There, there is a level to asking one with that goes with the clarity and being clear on who you need to ask, why you need to ask them, why is this important to you, what what's in it for both of both parties. You also have to develop a relationship, and developing a relationship is not two hours. It's not meeting someone um, because this was a three year relationship that I had with this young woman before we even sat down. But in those three years, I'm building my branches based on the root. So without me even asking her, you know, I'm not just going to come to her and I'm sitting here and I'm not uh, confident in front of the camera. I'm not clear on how to communicate. I haven't taken any type of communication classes. I haven't hired a coach to be clear on what my direction is for my business. Uh, you know, so I'm in a better position. So I'm building my branches, mentally stable, spiritually grounded, you know, all those other things, making sure I'm not a public success and a private failure. So making sure all these things are in alignment so that when it's time for my big ask moment, I've built the relationship, but I've done the work myself. I didn't want you, you know, one thing with timing is how much have you invested in yourself and believed within yourself and done the work yourself before you go out and do the ask. Have you yes. presented your own ingredients? I can't tell you to sell my cake if I haven't even tasted my own ingredients. And that's what happens. Or asking you for ingredients for my cake so that I, so that you can help. No. Right. So it's a level of confidence, but that comes with understanding the power of relationships. No one wants to do anything for anyone who's doing nothing. Say that again, please. No one. <laughs> wants to do anything for someone who's doing nothing that mm-hmm. talk about talk about it type of people let's talk about talking about it let's have a meeting about the meeting for the meeting so we can have the meeting Lucinda, are we the Those? same person when i, I used to work so. in a in an office literally i used to decline going to the meetings and my boss this one only had a job for one year but my boss <laughs> would say you're you're supposed to be at the meeting. I'm like, well, is this the real meeting? Because I can't come to the meeting about the meeting to prepare for the meeting and then have a post meeting to discuss the the secondary post meeting. I'm not doing all these meetings. I need to just know what I need to do and go do my job. (laughs) Please, please. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Like speaking of that, like ask me for what you want. But you we're not gonna do five meetings. Just let's get to what is necessary to move this along, because as we were talking about before we started recording, I'm three years down the road in my head and you're asking me about six yes. meetings today and I don't have time. <laughs> I'm already at the end of the project. Yeah. What are we still talking about? The beginning. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's a, t- it's a time waster. And <laughs> And people don't have time. I think the other thing is, too, you just want to be respectful of that person that you're making the big ask of. Like, if this person mm-hmm. is in a position to help move something forward for you, they clearly have some type of clout, some type of position, some type of title, you know, in many scenarios. And they don't have time to waste. 
And going back to the ask holes, because I know some people out there who are listening are like, yes, I'm so tired of the ask holes. And some people are even checking themselves saying, ouch, that was me. But as soon as I finished the show with Queen Boss on BET, people that I'm connected to, never heard heard from, are now saying, hey, you have a contact at BET. Do you think I can pitch my show? Hold up. Can I let the ink dry on my contract? That's when people used to ask me, could they have Steve Harvey's cell phone number? And I'd no, be like, I'm didn't. sorry. No, that's an asshole. I you like, I don't even understand how you just jumped to this. First of all, good morning. <laughs> how about that? Let's start with a salutation of some kind before we jump to, can I just give you <laughs> this person's cell phone number? I'm like, people are bold with these ass. They, and I, they probably thought that was the big ass. They yes, just they drew, probably they thought, but that's on not who, the big who, on the who. Exactly. Yes, I, I don't know. But so this I, is something I like that you say in the book, though. You say you, that there's a two thirds theory, and two thirds mm-hmm. of people will respond favorably to you, but you got to ask. Can you break down like yep. that two thirds and how that works? Because I mm-hmm. thought that was fascinating. Yeah. So, man, she's making me pull out my own book. Oh, look, listen, and let me tell you, this is what I, look, I have it. You need me to tell you the page? Because, you know, I have it dog-eared. Let me tell you, Please, this is what people always say, too. Look, it's on 56. You hear You are no joke. Book. I'm loving this. But I always tell people when they send me their books, I'm not, I'm not doing it for play play. I truly want to read the book. And people are like, she ain't really right. reading the book. Do you know how many people have said, oh, wait a minute, can we pause? Cause I'm going to need to go. <laughs> I said, I know how it is. You write a book, but honestly, you write a book over so much time that by the time, and then by the time it comes out and then you've been doing your thing, people do expect you to know what happened on page 19 halfway down. And you're like, I don't remember that. I don't recall. So what I really love Lucinda is that you get into this two thirds theory and You say that people that we interact with tend to fall into one of three categories with respect to how they perceive and react to you. And so the first one had me cracking up because it was like, even on your best day, when your swagger is at 100% and everything about you is hot and on full blast, there will be those who don't feel you. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where people stop. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when you are on this path, whatever it is, whatever you're doing to get to your next level, you're going to run into that first third. And I think that a lot of times they're strategically put there just to see how bad (laughs) you really want it. Because those people who don't feel you, if you stop doing what you were called to do, what you were purposed to do, what you were born to do, because you run in to that first third and they're like, I mean, she all right. It wasn't that great. And you like, you like, you like, I got, I I just put, I just put on my Sunday's best. (laughs) You you don't, what you mean? You don't understand it. Or you come to the table with your, with your proposal and you like, listen, I I couldn't even sleep for this. You know, every, everybody been shut down for this. I I don't fasted and prayed over this one. (laughs) But you want me to fix page two? (laughs) So (laughs) it's that, it's that first third. And if you don't push past that first third, you just literally just knock yourself out for the count. Yeah. And we all have them. That's the thing. And, and everyone who you have met and deemed to be successful in some form or fashion, they have run into their first third. There is none of us out here who have not gotten 
our feelings hurt, hurt. Like <laughs> when you ain't on our best, day. best on the best day, when you thought you had done that and somebody was like, you actually, but you actually didn't like, we've all experienced that. And I love that you even yeah. said in the book, you were talking about, think about artists on the radio or actors or actresses that you don't like. And you're like, I don't even like them. They're not even hot. They're not, but yet you see them on TV or on the radio, right? So you are the third who does not like them, yep. even on their best day, but that hasn't stopped them from being who they are. Absolutely. They're still walking that red carpet. They're still showing up. They're still, you didn't like them in the movie, but they still collected their check. And that was probably their birth, best performance. So we're always going to run in the first third, but it's when we stay focused on who we are, still being 100%, even if no one is receiving our 100%, which sometimes is hard, um, you know, it, it's the work, you know, what putting ourselves in a mindset to say, listen, I'm still all that in a bag of chips, even if, <laughs> you know, I'm they're looking like bag of chips. Right. Right. I don't have to be your chips. You know, how about I don't even like chips, but, you know, I'm <laughs> all that in a bag. I'm a bag of those chips. <laughs> So, and then the second third, you said on your worst day, when you shouldn't have gotten out of bed or you may not feel good about yourself or what you're doing in life, there will be those who see you as the hottest or most necessary person in sight. In their eyes, you can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're like, a lot of times we'll say, you know, and I'll talk for myself. There's a lot of times where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to show up. You know, I really don't want to go or maybe this is not for me or let me just throw something on. And then you show up and it's like, hell, the queen is here. You know, one time I had on two wrong shoes. I don't I should have put <laughs> that story in the book. I had two. I was pregnant at the time. I really didn't want to go to this event. I had two of the two. I think it was two left shoes on. And so I really wasn't feeling myself when I got to the place. I mean, you compliments, photos. I mean, I'm separate. It was just everything. Um, we didn't really, they didn't call them separate repeats back then. Backdrop. I mean, I was like the woman of the day. And I said, nobody knows that I'm wearing two left feet. <laughs> that I feel horrible. My ankles are swollen. You know, my boobs is leaking. You know, it's just, I just felt like not my best, but that was probably one of the best days for me. And I sold out books that day too. So Right. So there will be those people who, I mean, they just love you. They love you without mm -hmm. the makeup. They love you without the extra. They love you without the yes. filters. They connect yes. to the message. They connect to, you know, everything about you in their eyes. Like you said, literally, you can do no wrong. And so for me, too, I always feel like the people who are on the first third, when I get like trolls or like mean DMs, mm -hmm. I'm like, I wasn't yes. even talking to you. You're not even my person. I'm actually focused. That's on why you're a first third. third. You're right. You're <laughs> on. You're a first third. I have second thirds waiting for me. Right. Do you know there's two thirds more people out there? Right? <laughs> so, and then the final third, this third group is made up of individuals who will experience you and will appreciate the true uniqueness that shows up in whatever you do, whether it is your artistry, your essence or your true swagger. These people respond because they feel you. They can't not appreciate you and what you have to offer. That's right. Listen, God has assigned us a certain sect of people who we are there to support. They are there to feed us at the same time. And when we just tap into that portion of the world, it may not be everyone, but he assigned certain people to us. 
and and those people that's that's your that's your final third those individuals they understand you they respect you they love your uniqueness they're following you they're cheering for you you know and so they're the ones that's bringing others along that you've got to hear her you've got to meet her you know those are the people who see the light you know as Tyler Perry would say points of light your final third are those points of light they recognize what you bring to the table but these are people that God has assigned to you and you have been assigned and vice versa and so it's a sweet a sweet medium. So you, your first thirds people, once you get past the, the, the trolls and the naysayers and the non-believers and non-dreamers who want to tell you how to dream and believe, you get to your second thirds of people who just appreciate you. And as long as you don't fall into perfectionist zone and just be who you are, they still love you regardless. But, and they may even fall inside of maybe that Yes, you know, that yes man uh, category, but still your final third of those people that God has assigned to you. And that's the sweet spot. You also say this, which I thought was important to read. Success in getting to yes is in the numbers, not in how good you think you are or even how good you actually are, because two thirds of seven billion people want to say yes to you. They just need to know you exist Mm -hmm. and know what you have to offer. And I was like, oh, I love that because I'm always sharing that with the women in my community. There are too many people out there. There is a world you are freaking out because you feel like, oh, the people on my Instagram page are not responding. Go get more people. Like there are so many people out there Mm -hmm. who have what you have. Excuse me. There are so many people out there who need what you have to offer. They just don't know you exist yet. So your job is to put yourself out there. And like you said, not end up in that perfectionist zone where you're allowing that first third to overwhelm you and, Mm -hmm. you know, with the seeds of doubt and make you think you have to stay in the dungeon working on something over and over and over and over again. (laughs) When really you could have put it out at 80 percent and your second third would have gassed you up, supported you Uh, in that initial push. You yeah, know, absolutely. But, but we hide absolutely. out. That was good. I love that part in the book where I was like, yes, highlight, underline. I got it. There's another thing that I really, really love about what you do. It's one of the practices you talk about. Of course, you know, I'm a numbers girl. So I love that you say for the clarity piece that is especially as entrepreneurs, we should write down the dollar amount we want to create or how many clients we want to serve at the beginning of the month. And I used to have my clients do this too, because you can't just say, well, I want more clients or you can't just say, well, I want more money. And I used to say, because if you get $2 more, are you happy? Because more, I mean, if you get 99 cents more, you did that. You did what you said, but is that what you wanted? (laughs) That's true. So can you talk about just like defining the more? Because I think that's about clarifying the ask too, because now you know, what you need next, you know, you mm-hmm. know what you need mm-hmm. to work on next in the business or part with partners or whatever. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. And, you know, with that is going back to clarity, you know, the whole ask thing is the better we show up, the better we're able to clarify what it is that we want and be very simple about it. Like five-year-old simple about it. They'll say, well, I want five cookies. And you're like, so you'll say, do you want some cookies? Do you want a snack, cookies and milk? Yes, uh, I want five cookies, you know? And so we have to go back to that childlike mentality that God always tells us to go to. He's not asking us to automatically step out and be Solomon, you know, and and wise at all levels. But 
you know, saying, like you said, you want, you're looking for a relationship. What kind of relationship you're looking for a man? What kind of man, what values and morals do you, are you looking for? Um, if you're looking for a new job, you're looking for a promotion. Well, what kind of promotion, what does that look like? Can you craft it out and visually see what that looks like? Um, and, and draw it out, write it out, going back to the old school days of pen and paper and really writing out, write the vision and make it plain. And so I think that is, that is key to be as simple and as simplistic as you possibly can to get out of the, this is for my overanalyzers, my overthinkers, um, those who feel like they need to constantly do more, but not sure what that more is. The more is doing a little bit of less, less talk, more action. So writing down what are the steps that I need to take? What are the what are the decisions that I need to make based on me being clear that I want five more clients in April? Well, what kind of client? I want three top VIP clients and two government contract clients. Okay, where do you want these government contracts to come from? So we just got to keep nailing and nailing at this thing. Well, I want the government contracts to come from the Board of Ed. Okay, from the Board of Ed. With who? High schools, junior high schools, middle schools, uh, charter schools, boarding schools. Let's go down the line. All right. I want it to come from elementary schools. All right. Great. So now where, what area? And so it's just digging deeper and deeper into the ask and yeah. being extremely clear, crystal clear on what you want, what you desire, who you need to be, how do you need to show up yeah. so that you can get the S. It's always an easy yes. You know, I live in the phase of consecutive wins. It's a yes or a yes. Even if it seems like it's a rejection, I'm rocking that rejection because it's like, okay, it's still a yes. You know, I'm not just stopping because, you know, I'm rocking the rejection. I'm, eat, I'm eating that right now. You know, I'm going to eat mm -hmm. that rejection. Nice. You know, but it's, it means that I just need to get even more clear on who I need to ask um, and how I need to show up. It reminds me of your 10 whys too. Like I know when you say mm -hmm. write it down, I love the part in the book where you talk about the open letter and you guys, I really yes. suggest getting the book so you can follow the framework that Lucinda lays out for the open letter. And that was another moment where I was reading and I was like, I do this. Like I didn't call it, wow. like I didn't name each section the way that you did, but I could show you journal after journal for years, starting with dear God, exactly to a T how you said it. Which I was like, okay, so how did it, like, how'd that happen? We've never talked about that, but literally the same process, you know, maybe in the beginning it's the why, 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 but then when you get into this piece, it's like, okay, how, okay, how, or like, where, where are they? <laughs> where are the clients? And then like really drilling down, it's, it just keeps going back to the clarity, you know, with that clarity, you can get focused on what the ask should be. And I know in my program, Purpose the Platform, we did a networking master mentor session. And one of the things that I talked about is when you are meeting people, knowing what you need next so that mm. you're basically prepared for the ask, right? You got to know what That's you need cool. next. Know what the big vision is, know what the tree is, right? But yes. what is the yep. next branch you need and be able to articulate it? Because if you meet someone, they may not necessarily directly be able to support you, but you don't know who they know. Come you on. don't know who they know. You don't know what they know. You don't know like what they're connected to and playing silent or being timid does not serve you. Right. That's you right. literally are probably one person away from everything that you say that you want, but you have to articulate 
and get off that ask. <laughs> Come on, get off your ask. <laughs> get off the ask. Over here snapping. You had me over here snapping. I mean, like this is. I, I was telling yes. you, I was reading the book, and I was my husband was giving me side eye at the pool. I was like, "This is she's my friend. She don't even know it. Like we <laughs> we talk the same. I'm, I'm I get this book. I get it right. So yeah. you know, I could talk to you all day. I'm gonna have to let you go. I don't want to, but I know I have to value your time. We always end by asking some redefining wealth rapid wisdom questions. So I'm gonna ask you a few questions okay. and just tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. How do you define success? Doing what I want, when I want, how I want, with who I want. You know how I'm looking at you? <laughs> Why? That is exactly how I define success on everything. And it's I don't know that I always say it here on the show. I don't think I do because I'm always asking people. But when people ask me that in other places, that's exactly what I say. Are you? S- I okay. promise. I promise exactly what I say. Sister Maki, <laughs> this goes back to what we were talking about before. Like, wow, we have way more similarities. Okay. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Unlimited supply. That's good. You don't need more. You can stop. Unlimited surplus. supply. <laughs> surplus. Yes. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? The One Minute Millionaire. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that book. The story I loved. I don't even think I've looked at the principles. I was so engulfed into the story of The One Minute Millionaire. So Good. that book yeah. changed my view. Awesome. Okay. And fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Lucinda. And the truth about wealth is it's available. It's mine. I love it. I love it. Thank you for being here, Lucinda. I know there's so much more to your story. Oh my gosh, there are so many layers. And I know you're known all about uh, vision boarding. You're like a vision board queen. And I invite everyone to check Lucinda out. What's your um, Instagram handle? You know, I'm a perfectionist. So now I'm like, I want to go back to that last statement, but I'm going to leave it as it is. What do you want to say? I want to say wealth is my birthright. Why? Because I say prosperity is my birthright. No, I didn't know you say that. I promise on everything. I know. I'm just saying. I was just looking at my little book. It said Bible promises to bless your heart. And it says, and I remember reading something this morning. It said about birthright. And I said, man, I should have said that because I was reading my little book earlier today. Uh Uh-huh. That okay. is crazy. I'm done. I'm not talking to you anymore. All right. So Instagram, <laughs> my Instagram handle is Lucinda Cross. You may see my married name, Lucinda Cross, O-T-T, but it's Lucinda Cross on Instagram. And I look forward to them, you know, just connecting. Yeah. Please reach out to Lucinda. Let her know that you found her here on Redefining Wealth. Lucinda, thank you so much. I, I really want everyone to follow you and just learn more really inspired by your story overall, which I'm telling you, we didn't even get to really dive into, but Lucinda's the bomb. We might have to do a part two. Okay. Yes. Thank you for being here. All right. Didn't I tell you there were going to be some good nuggets in here. So I have so many notes from Lucinda At this point, my phone, I can't keep up with whether they came from the interview or from the book, but here's 
something that I want you to remember if you struggle with asking for help. In life, you get to choose if you're going to be a creator or a reactor. So that means does life happen to you or do you bring life by creating it daily? And asking for the things that you want, the things that you need to get to your next level, the things that you desire, whether it be getting your spouse to take the kids out so you can have alone time or support with someone reviewing the proposal or any number of things, it allows you to create the life that you want as opposed to sitting back and waiting for something to be created for you. Again, I just want to make sure that I remind you next week, we're starting Creative for Purpose, June 1st through June 5th. This message has been on my heart so much and it was too much to do a podcast episode. It just wouldn't have given it justice. And I know that it's time for many of you to go get what you want. And I know that the live, that this five-day live challenge is going to be a part of supporting you and doing that. If nothing else, your girl is going to pump you up. (laughs) I'm going to have you out here asking for everything, asking for what you need, asking for what you want, because if it's going to help you be in alignment with your purpose, I'm here for it because purpose helps us set priorities and causes a level of fulfillment that achievement will never get. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to rate and review. And if you want to join me for the challenge, I don't know why you wouldn't want to join me. It's at patricewashington.com forward slash challenge, patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. We will be talking about this episode over in our new Redefining Wealth Facebook community. You can also hit me up in social media at Seek Wisdom PCW. That's at Seek Wisdom PCW. Also, make sure you find Lucinda Cross in social media, L-U-C-I-N-D-A-C-R-O-S-S. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.